Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. And we've done it. We have collected all six segments of The Key to Time. How do you feel? Yay! Collected. You feel collected? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it. We can do anything. We've got the whole power of the universe. What are we going to do? I'm going to go back in time to Manchester when I was in that hotel and first thought of this idea. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That was a bad joke. Um, I don't know. What are you going to do, Mark? Where do you want to go? Oh, I would get some Doctor Who missing episodes. Of course I would. I'd transport myself to those basements (laughs) and tell those people... What I think. Because <laughs> I possess the key to time. I record it on my smartphone. I jump to there and record it on my smartphone. And someone will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, shh. <laughs> Recording. <laughs> we'll want this in the future. <laughs> well, you could um, get some more Strawberry Dreams. Oh, I could get so... I'm still getting through Strawberry Dreams. I put an update today because no one asked for an update, but I did one anyway. I think I'm on about like 1.6 kilograms now. I was doing really well. I was having like... Between one to four, five a day max, like generally one to three, really. And then basically, Mark, it was like time of the month and I had about 25 in one day. <laughs> so, and there's been a hard cutback since then. <laughs> so maybe you would swap the key to time for some strawberry dreams then? Probably right now, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the Armageddon factor this week, the finale of this very exciting season. Six episodes. I'm very interested to see what you thought because I wasn't looking forward going into this one because I've struggled with this quite a lot and I wasn't going to watch it all in one go and I did yesterday. I watched the whole thing in one go and I really enjoyed it probably for the first time. So Very first time. (laughs) Did you watch this all in one? No, I did three and three, but... I nearly, like, I'm not saying I could have watched it all in one, but I got to the end of three and I was like, I really want to watch the next one, but I'm not going to. I stopped myself because I, I had other things to do and I was like, I, I was like, I know I've got time to watch it. So I really enjoyed this. Oh my God, because I think if you would ask Doctor Who fans, they would say, yeah, this season's really great, but the finale, this last one, it's a bit cheaper. It maybe goes on a bit too much. For me, I thought it was I thought it was very beige and boring for a long time until now when actually and maybe <laughs> that's watching it all in order because we watched it quite close together and t- we've mm. been talking about it. I don't know. I just thought this was really good. I mean, there are some it's dodgy moments, but the, yeah. Of course there are. It's six episodes, so there's going to be but the cliffhangers were fantastic. Every cliffhanger, I was like, this is a great cliffhanger. Like, I want to watch what is happening next. I can't really remember there being a bad cliffhanger. Uh, not really. Uh, well, there's a good Romana one. Uh, the Doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> when he disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> Once we got to about episode four, which is normally when you start having that dip, then we get a new character introduced. That was great. 
just based on you being like, good luck, I was thinking, oh, is this going to be difficult? Which is why I sort of plan to spread it. Actually, before we start as well, what comes to mind on this is, you know, I showed you like the VHS uh, covers and they, the spines yeah. move up. Well, see, this is a six-parter and all the others are four-parters. And, you know, back in the day when you used to get the double video cassettes for like longer uh, stuff, yeah. well, all the Doctor Whos, if it was more than four episodes, would be in a double cassette and be like, you know, like 20 quid or whatever, where the normal four parts were 10 quid. Apart from, of course, when the Armageddon Factor comes out, obviously it couldn't be double, and somehow, magically, BBC Video managed to fit six episodes onto one cassette, which they never did any other time. It was always three and three, and you paid (laughs) double. But obviously it was possible. So that always is like, yep. well, why didn't you do that with all the others? That's yeah. your gripe, There's your gripe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so part one. Well, we start off with a little bit of, um, well, I put Neighbours in space. If Neighbours carries on to the year, like, <laughs> five million or whatever, a bit of soap opera on TV in the... A lot of soap opera on TV. Like, played no significance to anything. Well, it's just an interesting intro. I thought... It was going to be, I mean, it's obviously on a ship and stuff like that. I thought we were going to see some people and, like, it's sort of supposed to be a hint of, like, civilised life and something like that. We don't see anyone but that, like, <laughs> one scene. It's the most random thing. But, yes, it is Neighbours in well, you Space. Don't, yeah, you don't really get to see. It's on the, um, in this, like, ward, uh, a bit like a sort of, you know, like, yeah, obviously a, a space hospital thing it reminded me i don't know why and you've got princess astra like visiting the people and and stuff isn't that what happens you know kira knightley in atonement isn't she like a nurse in the war (laughs) i don't know yeah astra astra and marrick it sort of gave me sort of like atonement vibes at the beginning of this for some reason oh okay (laughs) and we see that yeah there's this war and you've got the marshal and Shap, which then reminds me a bit of like the pirate captain and Mr. Fibuli in a way to begin with. So it felt like we've seen okay. that a little bit before. And because the marshal, there's obviously something going on with him. He's being like controlled, a bit like the pirate captain, I thought. And Shap's a little bit more comedy and a bit more. Oh, I love Shap's. I love Shap. I don't know. I found him a bit annoying. No, I thought it was, I thought it was really. Great, because he's supposed to be like a, you know, he's supposed to be following the marshal's instructions. He's supposed to be a somewhat serious character, and yeah, he's he's just it was it was great. I, I really enjoyed him. I thought, and I also liked how his character, as things are like getting, as the story's changing and the situation's changing, and he sort of like adapted with what was happening and adapted to working with the other people and, you know, all that sort of stuff from the new information that was coming. Because sometimes those sorts of characters, they're really one-minded and annoying, and he wasn't, and I liked that. Okay, that's different. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit, maybe a little bit more on the silly side compared to everyone else. Maybe compared to the Marshal, who's very serious. Yeah. Have you froze? No, hold on, you just went a bit slow. Yeah, you froze. Can you hear me, though? You froze. Can you hear me? I can now, yeah. Okay, let's carry on. I can hear let's you carry now. On. This is going to be so difficult to edit. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, what do you think of Princess Astra to begin with? Because she's this... She, I put she gets, like, true-crimed, basically. So she gets sent down. She's visiting, like, the hospital and all of that stuff. And then 
the marshal is orchestrating her to be locked away to be sort of led down this deserted thing and she gets locked away in part one and uh in the radiation room yeah uh so i was thinking you know it would be like like a netflix documentary you know like Astra, the people's princess. What happened on the day of you know? <laughs> you know what I mean, like missing. <laughs> you know, I felt like it could be one of those things where you know what happened to her. Where did she go? And she she gets like it's the marshal's guard that gets her locked away because yeah. her and Marak. We haven't had a couple for a long time, actually. Couple of the season. Yeah, no, we've not, have we? I can't think of any other couples at all this season. No, we haven't had that. So that, that's a nice change. So they're trying to get hold of the people of Zeos. So we've got Atrios and Zeos, and there's something going on there. But we've seen so many sort of battles in Doctor Who like this because you don't really see the Zeons. You don't think that's necessarily any different, is it? But it's a sort of a plot point in this. Yeah, Mark, I'm not going to lie, you're a mess. Can you hear me? <laughs> Like just about, it's like cutting out, and then it'll suddenly speed up. Like okay, okay. He's really hard to follow. <laughs> it's just gonna be me being like, yeah. <laughs> I said about the Zeons and and the the war. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like. Uh, 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 Can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, and then, yeah, and then it cuts out, and then I get everything that you've said in between in, like, a second. Okay, what well, if I, I'll try and talk slower, maybe that will help. I have to close my eyes to listen to Why? you. Because <laughs> it, it goes, like, really funny, so if I shut my eyes and just try and listen, I can hear what you're saying just about. Um. <laughs> That's like, I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm really trying, I'm sorry. So the Doctor and Romana, they get captured in part one and they're running around a bit. And actually Romana in this, a little bit later on, she goes off on her own. And I this is the first time I've really noticed this, but when Romana's on her own and she's got K9 and she's with Marek and she's doing a lot of the working out herself and she's well, she gets captured later on. She she has a lot of this story on her own. Wouldn't she be great in a parallel universe where Tom Baker stopped and she became a female doctor? I could totally see her with K9 and the Tracer, like a sonic screwdriver. Oh, yeah, back. yeah. I think that's kind of like the strength of her character, though, isn't it? How, like, independent she can be. I just really liked how she was, how it was being played. And she does some of that comedy stuff when she's with the doctor. I just feel like she can do all of it and be serious and do all the techno stuff which the companions don't usually have to do i just thought wow mary tam should have been the doctor she would have been amazing i could just totally see that yeah i can see that i can see that can we close watch a sec i love her wedding gown well it's white again she wears a lot of white doesn't she yeah i wonder if that's like a time lordy thing it suits her amazingly and she's got like the boots with it as well She's got like a beautiful, well-fitted gown with a nice deep V and some like funky boots so she can be like, yeah, I'm thinking Vegas wedding. Well, I mean, well, she she usually dresses for where they're going to land. So maybe she looked up and saw that that's what they wear. But 
actually close watch Princess Astra. Oh, can we just go back to Princess Astra a sec? Because you asked me, and then we had all the tech stuff. Um, oh, I found her really wet. I really struggled with Princess Astra. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. The moment she started fainting in that radiation room, I thought, you're not going to have any of that. <laughs> I was fine with all that. It's just like, I couldn't work out what she was trying to play. Because sometimes she played it like a child. So those early scenes, I was like, is this like a teenager that's been captured? And like, you know, she's like the princess and she's, you know, this is happening to her. And it was all very young, very, very young. And then you find out that her and the doctor are in, not the doctor, you know what I mean, Merrick? <laughs> yeah, Merrick, yeah. <laughs> who was a doctor, <laughs> the medic, <laughs> were in love. And I was like, okay, and like they've got this planter. And I was like, so what? Like, what is her? I just couldn't work out what she was, how she was trying to play it. And then she's, you know, a lot of times she's under, so like that doesn't help in terms of like what she's trying to do or be. And then she's just very happy to be sacrificed. <laughs> To be, she's very happy to be a rock. Like, I mean, it's just, I just, and then at the end, when she's back, when they've returned all the pieces and she's back, and Merrick sees her, I thought, May, you can do better. Well, I think she's supposed to have led quite a sheltered life. You, that's the thing, you don't, know, but you could do better. The problem is with this, you don't get to see, apart from that control room with the marshal and that bit of the hospital. I kept thinking, like, where is everyone? What's supposed to be... And they do say that they're running out... What's life? What is the world? You don't really see it. But that didn't bother me as much because ultimately they're arriving at a point of a war, a nuclear war, and the end of the nuclear war. So all you really needed was the destruction side of it, which is what's happening. Like... Although I think from we'd have liked maybe to have seen a wider for our own curiosity, I don't think it would have added anything to the story because it it wasn't an element that was missing because all that needed to happen was that war needed to be resolved and stopped or whatever and there not be a machine on the planet that's controlling the war and they're fighting against... And, yeah, they're just basically fighting against machines that they're not even aware of and each other. Very, and that's all that it needed to kind of be, which it did get across. I enjoyed all the frozen stuff as well. I'm really jumping around here. Sorry, um, frozen. Yeah, like when when time stopped and it's just like on loop. Oh yeah, it's got. There's some really great ideas in this whole story. I thought it was really clever and how then they isolated it, and then you know I loved all that. I thought it was really clever. And the suspense of that, because we're watching that clock going down from 10 and then going back to 10. So there's a really clear countdown that we can understand that once it hits one, like, boom. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, do, I just really, I really enjoyed all that. But yeah, going back to Princess, no, I just, just couldn't, I just couldn't get on board with her at any point. Well, she is sort of taken over in the majority of the story. She is... Because yeah. when they have those fake things, they have those things on their necks 
to show that they're taken over. I mean, it's the most obvious thing. <laughs> Shouldn't they have something a bit more subtle if you've been taken over? It's so obvious, the massive black cube on you. like. Yeah. Why has no one noticed that on the Marshall before? Oh, wait, he's got a massive black metal box on his neck. That's odd. Did he always have that? Oh, well, I'm talking about taking over. K9 in this. He's got so much to do. I mean, a complete contrast to last week. Got to make up, haven't they? So... Well, first off, he goes into that furnace. Is that the first place he goes? Well, that's towards in episode two. He gets he goes into that furnace thing, doesn't he? The scrap metal thing. Oh yeah. For no reason, and has to be rescued. Um, and then what about what do you think about K nine going bad? Did you what do you think was going to happen? Oh, I loved I loved that. In fact, I did wonder. And although I would have been sad. I think it would have made it a slightly more interesting situation. I wondered if, like, someone was going to have to die and if that would have been Kanan, like, a sacrifice of some sort for... Because the quest is epic and the final piece is huge and it felt like there were no losers within it. Well, I see what you mean about the sort of epicness of the story. My problem with the story is you've had this whole season putting the key together and within like a minute or two it's scattered and it's all back to the beginning as if like nothing was needed nothing actually was achieved right at the end that's my problem with this story key to time i command that you stay exactly where you are Doctor, you have fully activated all the TARDIS's defences. We can't be too careful, can we? And it would be a terrible tragedy for the universe if it suddenly turned out that I was colourblind. I think the ending was a bit too rushed. And it's an interesting one because actually I don't know... Like, normally we're like, there's a bit of padding there, there's a bit of padding there. And I can't think of too much padding. All right, do you know what? Maybe... Some of the scenes were like maybe 10 seconds too long if we're really being pinnicky. You know, some of the repeat scenes, they were maybe repeated one too many times. But also, I wouldn't have changed any of that. I never, like, I never felt like I'm seeing this too many times. There was nothing in the story that felt like it didn't need to be there. The tension felt real. The only reason I bring up sacrifice is previously in. And this is like, you know, really going back a bit here. But the big stories, the big epic ones, we have lost people and the it's been more of a thing. And, you know, Katerina. Katerina! And the button. Or Sarah Superstar and everything that happened with her. And then, like, you know, the, you, you need those sort of like, ah, moments to really grip you in it and I just felt that that was missing here I just felt that we needed a ah whether that be when K9's gone evil and something's malfunctioned and he's I don't know I don't know what it would have been but I did a few points think K9 would have been a perfect specimen for that I suppose you're supposed to think that Astra is the sacrifice although she does come back but the whole I that's what I mean. You you almost need a sort of there were points when I thought Romana was gonna but you know when she was captioned, she's getting zapped and she's like, No, don't give anything. I mean, literally her sole 
And the doctor says something like, but why are we doing it if you just die? And he's right. But his sole point was to stop that. Um, her sole purpose of being there was to get the pieces and get them safely to the Guardian. So, I don't know. I just felt like it just, it was really good and I really enjoyed it. I'd have just liked maybe a little bit more sense of finality drama sort of thing. Well, the other problem I have with this story is the shadow I don't feel is a big enough threat. When I first watched it... Oh, do you not? That's interesting. Well, when I first watched it, I was like, well, why isn't it the Black Guardian? Why do we have to have the shadow? Who is supposed to be working for the Black Guardian? But you never really have enough time with the Black God. I'd rather have it as the Black Guardian and all of his people and he's doing all of this stuff rather than the shadow who is a bit Scooby-Doo in a way <laughs> with this man with this little mask on. He wasn't... Yeah, the ma- like the costume itself was a bit naff, and he's scared of light and stuff. But I didn't think it was. I, you know, I still felt there was like an intimidating threat to it. I still felt the threat of him. I didn't understand necessarily why he was controlling the marshal and the war and all of that. I'm not sure how all that ties in with getting the key to time necessarily. That's where it gets a little bit confusing. Because I thought that the Shadows dude was working to get the key so that he could control time. I didn't even think of him as working for the Black Guardian. I just thought of him as something that lives in the Shadows that knows about it and has waited and wants to get it so that he can control it because he has the knowledge of understanding it, which makes the whole thing with the Black Guardian... If he was working with the shadows and knew all that, he could have just got a lot of this himself and come in sooner. Like, so I almost felt that they were two separate things. He knew about it and he'd sort of been waiting because he knew, well, I know this is the sixth piece and I, I know at some point someone will arrive with the other five. Whereas the, the Guardian, the Black Guardian knew nothing and was just waiting for the Doctor to see it through. And yeah, I just felt that very ending was just really rushed. I think considering it's the climax of the entire story of six episodes, of six stories, sorry, it was just a bit, nah. Did you guess that Astra was the sixth piece? Yeah, quicker than Romana. Like, she basically says, I'm the sixth dynasty, the sixth. And Romana's like, right, yeah, but we've got to go. <laughs> like, look. It's a bloody piece. What are you on about? And I swear Merrick is literally all he says is, where's Astra? Is Astra all right? Where's Astra? <laughs> the whole time. Oh, my gosh. I, that's why I was like, mate, you can do better. She is. Yeah, she's wet. Again, it was, that was an interesting thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's interesting that it is a person. It's a good idea that actually this is a person and... Yeah, I don't really... And it's annoying that they have to scatter it all out after that. And they don't actually see the White Guardian because it's the Black Guardian in disguise the whole time. The White Guardian never even pops in and says hello at all. But does that mean at the very, very beginning, it was the Black Guardian disguised as the White Guardian that gave them that message and the White Guardian was never involved? No, I don't think so. See, right, that that's, makes me even more frustrated with the ending because I, I thought from that ending... 
that it had been the Black Guardian disguising as the White Guardian the whole time. Well, no, because it's not. It's a different and actor. And that's why. Yeah. And that's why they'd sent like, "Hey, you need to go and do this, okay?" And then, because he can shapeshift, be careful of him. Could be dangerous. Sure. I yeah. I just found it all a bit odd. It felt. It felt like they ending. started off this season, but they hadn't really planned how it was going to wrap up. And then maybe they should have thought about that with the keys, what they're going to do with the keys at the end, what is the point of what's going to happen when they do get it all. I feel like that was just left up to whoever wrote this script. I would have been fine if they were all scattered again. If that was, but I just felt that we needed a little bit more time to have come to that place and conclusion throughout it. They're discussing like, well, what does all this mean? So it is an ongoing thing, but until you're in that situation and you're hearing it to confirm, Oh yeah, this isn't, I don't know. I just felt it was all a bit rushed. It was like we've got five minutes to wrap up this entire arc. Did you also enjoy the story because it reminded you of Planet of Giants when they went small? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? I- <laughs> Maybe. Love people going small, you know me. But I, I did. I enjoyed. What was his character called? Drax. <laughs> Remember me. Drax is the name. Drugs. Come on, feet. Class of 92. Not here. Drax. Drax. Drax with an X. I love Drax. I love Drax. Yeah, well, he's another Time Um, Lord that we haven't really... You haven't met many Time Lords out and about like this. No. And... Yeah, I thought he was a really great character and he spent time on Earth Prison, which is why he's got a Cockney accent. Really great, like, character to bring in at that moment when things are getting a bit more intense. And a proper, like, side, you know, when they were both coming up and they're, like, face-to-face, like, oh, it's you. And he's, like, so chill about it. It was a great introduction. He shoots the doctor. He thinks that's what he's supposed to do. And I thought he was a really nice... You know, cheeky chappy, but light addition to help move the story along and help them without it just being another, oh, well, I'm trapped here. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, what can I do? You know, it was a complete contrast and I really enjoyed that. Has he been in it before? No, he hasn't. No. When that bit where the doctor goes small and they leave the TARDIS door open, that's when the shadow is really rubbish because that door is open oh, for a long time hell, yeah. and they don't even bother going in. <laughs> then the TARDIS door's open. Yeah, and then he goes and it's like a light. He's like, I can't go. I was like, oh my God, this is so pathetic. That was probably a little bit too much padding. Yeah, oh, but then I love the bit where K9 then pretends to be bad. He's like... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like doing his acting. <laughs> Yes, master. Yeah, I I don't know. It just, before when I've watched it, it always dragged a little bit. I was never that interested. And I thought all the sort of spacey war martial stuff I always found a bit boring. But I was just so into what was happening and even all that time loop stuff. And sometimes I got a bit bored with K9 talking to that computer for really long scenes. But actually, I was just, just, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I just really with every different part of the adventure because actually sometimes in a six-parter you know we we like that they move location they didn't really move location that much in this one it was all very similar looking 
there wasn't like you know two episodes on film somewhere else or something in the daytime it was all in those caves or in the spaceship but that didn't matter this time i just really was enjoying the story it felt like the actors were enjoying it as well and actually i think a lot of the the like the dialogue and the concepts were a lot higher than they have been like of the last few because the last few have just been stories that are gathering this was supposed to be like a big epic war and there was machines and there was different layers to it like it was quite a multi-layered story that you really had to follow and bear in mind you know this is before the times of iPlayer and Disney Plus and you just yeah you had to remember what you'd just seen (laughs) a week prior the um recaps were quite long this time so maybe they were short of story they were very long at the beginning of each episode. They went back quite a bit. Yeah. You can always tell. They, I think they always do that in a six I think they needed to, though. I think they needed to because there was a lot of layers, I think, to this story. We'd had a lot of weeks of just the aim is to get the stone. What was it? The rock, the crystal. The key, that's it. The aim is to get the key. So, like, it doesn't matter at what point you come back, you know that that's where they're aiming for, even if other stories going along. Whereas this, all right, there was that, but there was a wider, there was a lot more to it. And then you've got the wars going on, and then what's happened to the people of that planet because now it's just a machine. And then who is he talking to? Um, it was nice to see, what were they called? The mats, the transmats. The transmat, like that lift that everyone was in and out the whole time. So, like that, we've had transmats before, yeah. haven't we? And I like. I mean, that. they were in and out. And everyone like, was in and out of that transmat at some point. Yeah. Every time, I was like, again, like. <laughs> so they're back and forth a lot. Because there was a lot to sort of keep track and follow, and like it was, it wasn't as, it wasn't just like here's this one story because there was the elements of like they had no idea where that sixth key was. They're trying to stop a war. They're trying to not give too much away to the shadows because he's following and watching them. And when they put the keys well, time together, you see what I mean? It's like the square with the thing in the top. Yeah. That's what I want to make a cake it's of. Like, it's like that... Um, do you remember when we did Real Size Monopoly? And we had to, like... Make the oh, yes. square. Do you remember we made the yeah, houses? The yeah, yeah. And we just could not make. We could make the house, but we could not make yeah, a hotel a puzzle thing that goes together. Yeah, yeah. I like it was like bricks that went together, and we could not make the hotel, could yeah, we? I love that key to time thing. That's amazing. Somebody's got the real one. It was auctioned off a long time ago. It did sit in um, the exhibition in Cardiff for a long time. As you first went in, it was in the glass case, the key to time. I was like, oh my God, it's the key to time. My favourite thing to look at. <laughs> I just, I love it. But um, what else have we got to say about this one? I mean, well, it ends with the Doctor the doctor and Romana going on the run then. So they scatter the thing. The Black Guardian, I feel like he's a bit of disappointment. He's some guy in like negative. It's just a little bit of a, I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't that It was just all a bit, meh. Uh, and But I thought that the randomizer going on was yes, brilliant. There you go. So then that sets off the next, wherever we go next. They don't know because they're trying to get away from the Black Guardian. Okay. Favourite moment of this story? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It could be... I've got a few. It could be when 
when K9 was pretending to be bad. I also really liked the dialogue. What's his name had when he left about like getting scrap metal when Drax had that conversation. And I enjoyed Drax and K9's interaction. Yeah, Drax definitely lifts it up. He really helps. Um, yeah, I like that. I liked um I like the last scene actually, when the doctor puts the key together and he has that little bit of that speech, like we can do anything. As from this moment, there's no such thing as free will in the entire universe. There's only my will because I possess the key to time. Doctor, are you all right? Well, of course I'm all right, but suppose I wasn't all right. Now, this thing makes me feel in such a way I'd be very worried if I felt like that if I was somebody else feeling like this about that. Do you understand? I like that between the Doctor and Romana at the end. I've definitely changed my mind on this one. That's so interesting because literally before the way you said it, I was like, oh, this is going to be difficult. Well, only because I've been harsh on that because I think they are running out of money a bit in this. You can tell that they're running out of money, I think. I don't think it's that obvious other than like the fact that they're not on multiple sets. But actually, I don't think the story needed them to be. Like they're not on location anywhere. There's no location shooting. But there doesn't need to be any location shooting because... They're literally on bases. I, I, you know, I don't think it would have well, worked. I don't know. It just looked a little bit cheap. That with the marshal, he's obviously got an office chair in the middle of a bit of wood, and that's the bridge. You know, it's just I didn't stuff even like think that. Of that though, I, I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on all that. No, it doesn't matter. No, I know. I've, I've been harsh on stuff like that before, but I'm. It's no prawn or anything. Of course not. It's not as bad as that. But it's it maybe but maybe that's because this whole season has looked amazing and has and has looked you know right through. This is probably the cheapest looking in this whole season, and it's not so bad, which shows how great this season is. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it was like probably the most budget of the series of the season. Sorry, series season, but I didn't feel that that impacted the story in any way. Everybody, what do you think of the Armageddon Factor? Are we right? <laughs> Are you going to watch it again now? I mean, it's no Keys of Marinus, definitely. No, it's, it's no Keys of Marinus. It's up there, definitely. It's... I, but actually, I think as a set, it is a Keys of Marinus. Like, I've enjoyed this whole arc as much as I've enjoyed Keys of Marinus. In the same way that, like, the Keys of Marinus has the weakest element of the whole Keys of Marinus, and yet it's the funniest is the cave stuff. And that's kind of like the story we had that was weak the other week. Like, it's not... It wasn't a bad story. It was just weak amongst the season. And whenever I think of... If I was to put all those stories in the line for Keys and Marinus, that's my weakest one with Wolf Guy. I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's, it's so ridiculous. And yeah, I love it because it's so corny. And we still talk about it. We love a search for a key. It's basically what we've learned on this <laughs> podcast. Love <laughs> a search for it. There is a um, audio sequel of the Key to Time <laughs> that was made. <laughs> Just so you know, I thought you were going to say Key to Mariners. Oh, then no. I was like, no, what? No, no. <laughs> um, called the Key to Time. Of course. Uh, which is the fifth Doctor. And basically, he's got to go and search for the keys again. But he's given um, a new companion that is a... Tra you know, like the tracer thing that they've got, that they stick it on the thing and it sounds... But it's a, a, they're human tracers. So she can feel like... It, 
she twinges at her throat nose. nose, basically, <laughs> and can get it. Uh, I know. And they're like these beings that have been like specially created to search and everything. Uh, yeah, it's a good audio trilogy, but um, uh, they do. Oh, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. Oh, and the, well, there's two, and the... that comes back to a lot of the ideas of this of like, but what happens to the purpose of the being? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, then anyway. actually, okay. You can't, I'll just carry on. Uh, and then there's a whole spin-off series of these two girls that are the Tracers called Graceless of what their lives are like after. And it hasn't got the... It's not Doctor Who or anything. You can sort of listen to it as its own sci-fi series. There's five audio series of that, of just them. Uh, <laughs> five audio <laughs> series? Really five? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really good. Called Graceless, anybody? And they, yeah, they're like, we used to be these traces. We we were created, but now we have these special powers, but we don't know what to do with it. And they go around. It's got some adult themes in it as well, but it's really good. <laughs> Five bloody series, my really God. Good. <laughs> cool. What? I do miss the master. The master? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to say to that. That's just come out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, I just thought, I, I don't know, whenever I think of, like, story arc things or big story things, like, the master always comes to mind. I'm sure he will appear again at some point. <laughs> I'm sure he will. I'm sure he well, will. Um, we've got some Doskers to, to work out before we go on to the next series. What would you like to happen in season 17? Oh, my God. I can't believe we're on season 17. I just need to process that a minute. I mean, we've just finished Tom oh Baker's God. fifth series. That's five years he's been doing yeah. it. Yeah, five. Oh my God! Yeah, he's still great as well. It's funny because some of the others, I was like, okay, I'm done, and I'm not sure if it's just because he's been really good, or if it's because the series are shorter and therefore. You don't feel it as much? Well, the third Doctor was five years, and he was our longest so far. So now, going into this next one, this will be our longest Doctor. Gosh. Was the third Doctor five? So are you saying you'd like the Master at some point in a future series? Yeah. I'd like the Master. I've quite enjoyed not having things like Daleks and Cybermen for a while, but I feel they'll be coming back soon. (laughs) It's just, it's been a while, you know. We've had at least what three seasons without them. Well, okay. Well, the first story of season seventeen is called "Destiny of the Daleks." So, <laughs> oh, there we go. Then. There we are. There we I are. didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. <laughs> but it's written by Terry <laughs> Nation, so we get Terry Nation back. Of course, at least. it is. Yes, of course, it is. Favorite. Is it six? Four. Four. That's short for Terry Nation. Budget cuts are high, right? Well, yeah. Um, but be- yeah, but before we get to the Daleks again, we've got the Doskers to work out. So um, I think it's going to be a tough one this time because there's so many good things. I don't think it'll be that tough. I think we'll agree quite well. It's not like last season where we had some real clashes of opinion. But I was thinking, like monster of the season. We literally have had like two monsters in this. Anyway, we'll we will talk about that when we. Uh, in our Doskers uh, so uh, in the meantime let us know what you think about the Armageddon Factor uh, we've got some technical problems here I don't know everybody why we've been recording this I'm not sure how much I'll edit but uh, Sarah can't really hear me very well we've got some interference from Zeos and Atri- um, Atrios and everything all that nuclear interference is happening so 
Um, we'll try and get. <laughs> we'll try and edit this. If you this. can hear what I can hear, Mark. Okay, okay, I'll carry on. We'll get to the end of this, so we'll finish now then. Um, but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, and support us at BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. Thank you so much for those that have signed up and have bought us coffees. We were just saying before we recorded how much we appreciate that. So thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Sa- thank you. <laughs> I think Sarah knows what I'm talking about. I literally can't hear a thing and I just heard a coffee. <laughs> I just went thank you. Okay, and we will see you very, very soon. So, bye. Bye. Two. Watch who.